If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to return with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. I mean, chapter 5, we're going to verse 14, and we're going to revisit. This is going to be part 2 of Be the Light, amen, which we started on Thursday night. So if you would, go with me to Matthew, chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, stand with me all over the house for the reading of the word this morning, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, says, ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, glorify your Father which is in heaven. Father, for the next few moments... Here this morning, I ask you, Lord, to use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. Lord, that you might give us the spiritual ears to hear your precious voice in this word. Give us, O God, I pray, the spiritual eyes to see the path, Lord, as you would lay it out before us this morning. And give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path. And we thank you and we praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. As we were talking about Thursday night... We were talking about the the title of the message was Be the Light. And the message today is part two. Oh, I need to give you one of those two. And there's some there's some uh, in in Sister Sandra's office, our Sister Sandra's classroom. Please, please uh, remind me afterwards and and we'll get you one of those. Amen. Uh, Praise God. And so. We were talking about be the light, amen. And so if you will listen to those uh, to those CDs, they will catch you up to speed on where we're at this morning. Now, what does it mean to be the light? We're going to be looking at that today, amen. The Bible says, tells us that darkness stands for desolation. It stands for wickedness and all those things, those are things of darkness. The the darkness is representative of the devil. The darkness is representative of the opposite of light. Now, the Lord said, I am the light of the world. Amen. Look at uh, Sister Hoy. Go over there to John 9 and 5 for me, please. John 9 and 5. Now, our base text was taken from Ephesians. Sister Sharon, go over there for me to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me just read through that right quick. I'll get this one. The Bible says, and let's just start at verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Okay, now... You have to understand something here, man. There's a great responsibility 
that comes with being the light. What does it say there, Sister uh, Sister Hoy? No, no, no. John 9, verse 5. That's it. John 9, 5. Okay. So Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, he said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the what? The light of the world. Amen? What does that mean? What Jesus was saying right there, that he, now you have to understand what he is. Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. So you have to go back to also to the Scripture over there in 1 John 5, 7 that says there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Call Jesus the Word over there, right? And it used a capital W over there when it called him the Word. The Father, the Word with a capital W, 1 John 5, 7, and the Holy Ghost, okay? Notice that. Go over there in your Bibles right quick if you can to 1 John 5, 7. Keep your place there because you're going to need it to come back to it. Just put your little bookmarker in there. 1 John 5, 7. It's almost, it's, it's almost right at the back of the Bible. 1 John 5, 7. You back up. Uh, you got you got first, second Peter, first, second, third John. Then you're then you're at uh, Jude and Revelation. So it's almost at the end of the Bible. If you look at that, mark it in your Bibles there, where it calls Jesus the Word. There it says there are three. For there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. You see how it used a capital W there? Everybody see it? First John five seven. See it, the capital W? Circle that. And right beside that verse 5, 7 there, right beside verse 7, put John 1 and 1. Right in the margin, John 1 and 1. And I guarantee you, I don't care what you have as a study Bible, it's not going to be in there as a (laughs) cross-reference. Because they'll never put it together. But you got it as a reference. Now, let's go to John 1.1, the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, written by the same author, amen. Oh, is it in yours? Is it in that one? John 1.1, okay. Well, praise God. Awesome. That's awesome. Go to John 1.1, okay. And what does it say? In the beginning... The beginning. How many of you know there's not two or three beginnings? There's one beginning in it. In the beginning was the what? Was the Word. And it's a, is that a capital W? Well, I'll be. Imagine that. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. But there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, let's go on down to verse 10. He was in the world. Who was in the world? Jesus. Okay, so you see, in other words, it says in the beginning was the Word. What's the Word? The Word's Jesus because it said it over in the... We know the Word is Jesus because it said it over there in, the, uh, in 1 John 5, 7. 
right? The Father, the Word, which is the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, so the Word. Verse 10 says, He was in the world. The world was made by Him. <gasps> what? Wait a minute. There's got to be three of them separate entities, and He's got to come much later. And, and, and The world was made by Him. And the who was in the world? Jesus was in the world. Amen. The world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Amen. Now you look up there in verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Is that not what it says? Okay. So, this is called rightly dividing the Word of truth. Okay? Now, okay, so back to what we were talking about there. Amen. You have to understand that Jesus is the Word. Praise God. So what did that Scripture say? Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. What does a light do? You know what the light does? Everybody look at your Bibles. How's that look now? Now, if those was off up there and I had all these lights in this building off, I'm in here quite a bit. I guarantee you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It's pretty dark in here. Ain't no windows. <laughs> so without the light, it gets real dark. Amen. But you know what the light does? The light shines before you. He said, let your light so shine before men. Now, let me tell you something, too, and this is just a little side note right here. Did you know you can do two things with a light? You can shine it for somebody and show them the way, or you can shine it on somebody and you can blind them and expose them with it. See, the light wasn't given to you to shine on men. A lot of people like to do that. They like to get that Bible... And they like start pointing it at you. Did you know you're filthy? Well, well, I didn't really think I was that filthy. Look, look at yourself. Look at this. Look how filthy. Look at can you? Look how dirty you are. That gum. Look, look at that. You're like, what the? What the, what did I just walk up into? Dear God, I didn't need, man, I mean. <laughs> when really, it's a good thing you got the light shining away from you because you're the dirtiest one in the room. One with a light. And then you got that idiot that gets the, gets the flashlight and wants to shine it all over the place. You ever have somebody, you walk through the woods, you're trying to keep killing yourself, and here's this man, hey, man, how's it going? You know, he can see enough light in front of him to walk. What's happening? Why are you going, boom, smacking tree, boom, boom, trip, boom. You know, <laughs> Give me that flashlight, man. Crack him in the head a couple times. We'll get the back of the line, you nut. <laughs> they always want, oh, well, look at this, you know. Splash! Hey, what happened to Dad? <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, 
He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. What he meant by that, what did Jesus do? What did he do after he got old enough to, to begin? What did he do? He taught. You know, he taught. Remember the Sermon on the Mount? All that, all that sermon he preached right there? What was that? What was he doing? He was lighting. He was illuminating them. He was helping them to see. How many of you, you know what? When you get a box of something you ain't never put together before in your life, praise Jesus for the instructions. Amen. Because you're looking at this pile of stuff going, what the heck? Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you what. Let me tell you one of the one of the craziest things I ever did in my life was put together a barbecue pit from Walmart. Let me tell you, man, I thought everything from Walmart was supposed to be simple. Buddy, let me tell you what. You know, there's a lot of things. I, I put together a lot of things. And I'm, hey, let me tell you something. I'm an acoustical engineer, and I'm also a construction man. I mean, I've been in construction my whole life. And I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sharp. And i got a lot of tools, man. I mean, I'm a tool guy. You know what I mean? And I put ain't nothing I ain't to put together, man. I mean, but, but let me tell you, buddy, I got this big old fancy barbecue pit. I got a good one, too. I mean, back in that day, you know, it was years ago. Man, I got the best one they had. I brought that sucker home. It's 14,000 pieces, that thing, man. I looked at this. I mean, I'm thinking four or five pieces are snapped together, put the wheels on it, maybe throw the grill in it. You know, man, I put this thing. It ain't nothing but a pile of screws and bolts, man. I mean, I, I, there wasn't a piece over the size of my hand, man. I'm like, what the heck, man? I, I'm thinking, no wonder I got such a good price on this thing, man. If you get through this without suing somebody or killing yourself, man, you've done good, you know. I thought, man, I, you know, if I wanted this kind of aggravation, I'd take up golf, you know. So, <laughs> I, anyway, man, I, you know, there is no way I could have ever just looked at that because there was so much to it. There is no way, buddy, I could have built that thing. Just, I mean, I could have built it from scratch out of a tree. Easier than I could have built it out of all that pile of stuff. But no way, without an instruction book. Let me tell you about something that's quadrillions times more complicated than that. And that's this walk you're in right here. Let me tell you something, folks. You will never put all this together without the instruction manual there it is right there in your lap you'll never put this together without the instruction manual and let me tell you something you can go to sometimes to youtube and things like that and you can see where people tried to put their little take on certain things but let me tell you somebody there ain't but one person that can cause everything and every part in there to go exactly where it's supposed to go at the exact time it's supposed to go there and how many of you know there's a sequence? There's an order to things, too. You can have all them screws, and you can try to skip steps. And I've done that. Try to get ahead of the instructions because you're sick of looking at instructions. So you think, well, man, I, okay, I got this part figured out. Do put this together. And then you turn over six pages later and says, whatever you do, don't do what you just did. Because now you've got to take all that back apart for the last hour and a half that you did. While I'm laughing, let me catch my breath. In the book it should say that because it knows idiots like me exist. Let me catch my breath, you idiot. While you go back and refix all the stuff you just did, take it all back apart and do it like I'm telling you to do it, you stupid nut. P.S. There will be no steak tonight. 
Because as you can clearly see, it's almost dark and you ain't going to have time enough to do it. Why? Because you tried to do it without me. There you go. Should be all in the book. That should all be in the book. And then you go back, take it all apart. Because you know why? Because there's an order to do things. There's a sequence. Everything has to be done in sequence. It's like trying to build the third floor of the building before you get the first floor complete. Yeah. So it's the same way in that book right there you got. Jesus is the author of the book because he's the one that puts all this together. It was built before you ever got here. You're just a piece in this puzzle, and he's telling you how to get in the puzzle where you belong. He's telling you how to become that piece of the puzzle so that once you're in, you don't fall back out. So that you get in exactly where you go. So not only are you going to, because a lot of people try, let me tell you something, you can try to stuff yourself in. And I saw a prime example of it the other day. As they were looking over, trying to press, I'd watch them pick up a piece. Oh, that looks kind of, and they try to press it in there. I watched them do it. Watched them do it over there. And I'm just seeing a message. You know, I've watched them try to do it. You know, now they didn't try to force it with a hammer or nothing. And I guess that's probably because they didn't have a hammer, but, but anyway, because, but they, you know, they, I saw them push it in there a couple of times. I saw them push it in there and wiggle a couple of pieces because they could see it was a little bit, well, maybe, oh, I think that's probably a misfit. That really goes there. But you know how they knew it wasn't the right piece? Even if it looks like the right piece, you know, and you, and you jiggle it just a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's just a razor blade sliver of gap there, but it looks, it fits just right. I'm mean, almost perfect. But you know what told them it wasn't the right piece? The color of it. You know what that meant? The picture was not right. You're not only putting together a piece of a puzzle to make a square, you're building a picture of something. Amen? <laughs> see? See how all this works together? Isn't it wonderful how the Word of God is? It's perfect. It's wonderful. You're building a picture. What's that picture of? That picture is Jesus, folks. I'm telling you, I'm going to have one of those pictures made. I'm going to have one of those pictures made of this church. Amen. And this church and the people in this church, and I'm going to get some other churches and the people in their churches. Amen. And I'm going to, I'm going to get, and, and, and each one of those churches is going to make up a little section, and, and each picture makes up a church, and, and then that church, all the churches of this region make up a church, you know, all the churches of another region. I'm going to get a bunch of people participating in this. Amen. And what, what the end result's going to be, it's going to be hundreds of churches. Thousands and thousands of people, praise God, and it's going to make a big picture of Jesus. Hallelujah. You ever seen one of those kind of puzzles? You ever seen one of those kind of pictures? And you walk up, you look, and you see a big picture of Jesus. You walk up, and then you see a bunch of smaller pictures that make that big picture. And then you walk up, and you get a little closer, and even smaller pictures make up those pictures. It's the craziest thing. And that's what this is. This is a great big picture of Jesus we're building. And each person plays a part. And because you're making a picture, you can't be where you don't belong. Even if you can make yourself fit, the picture don't work. So, Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. What he meant was, hey, I am the word. What did he say? He told, he told the people how to live, how to 
rid themselves of sin, how to live godly, how to live holy, how to, how to be, how to act, how to walk, how to talk, how to live their lives, that they shouldn't sin. He told them what sins not to commit. He told them what good things to do and what things not to do. He told them all of these things. That was Him being the light. That was Him being the light. Jesus is no longer in this world, in the physical, other than he walks in us. And the Bible says he came and showed us, gave us example that we should walk as he walked. And so then he said, ye are the light of the world. And so the Bible says, in that day I will make with them a new covenant, and I will put my laws in their heart, and in their minds will I write it. Then he said over there in the end of the Gospels, Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. What is the gospel? It is our version of the Sermon on the Mount. It is our version of what, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Oh, well, praise God, I've got that now. We're done. Oh, praise God, I've got that done. Amen, we're done. Hallelujah. I'm just going to sit over here and wait for Jesus. Okay, Lord, I'm right here now. I'm ready to go. Praise God. I'm going to sit here and eat a biscuit while I'm waiting on you to come, Lord. i just be right here whenever you get ready, Lord. Wrong. Man, it's just begun. It's just begun. Oh, I'm never going to leave you alone now, sister. Never going to leave you alone now. Praise God. It's on now. (laughs) Praise God. But you know what? That's when we really start blazing trails for Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much to do. We have so much to do. Praise God. What is it that we got to do? You got to be the light, man. Did you ever read about Jesus hanging out over at the bar shooting pool? Did you ever read about him hanging out? Hey, baby. (laughs) Looking mighty fine, honey. Uh, uh, you know, honey, uh, you lied when you said you love me. And I, I had no cause to doubt you, but I'd uh, rather go on hearing your lies than to go on living without you. Oh, is your heart? Yeah. Did you ever read any of that kind of stuff in the Bible? I never heard none of that either. I never heard about him playing and having happy time and play time and, and uh, me time. Never heard him about his bubble or nothing like that. Did you ever hear him talking about his bubble or his space or his parking garage or whatever it was? I don't remember all, all it was. but uh, uh, Not that I ever heard anybody say that or anything. But but uh, never did hear him do anything like that, did I? Did you all ever hear that? Never did hear anything like that, did you? What did Jesus do? I've been with her for a long time. I'm the fastest shoe dodger that you've ever seen in your life. One moment I'm here, the next moment I'm in the next room while your shoe goes by me. <laughs> Here's water. What should we do? <laughs> Open cap, pour on head. There you go. Your head, not mine. For those of you in the audience, if I die, I want an autopsy. I did not kill myself, I assure you. <clears throat> for those of you on the tape, for the meant to say. Now, okay, so we are to be the light. That means we are to shine that light, speak that word, live that life 
for them. So let's take a look now at what responsibility comes with that. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says over there in our base text over in Ephesians chapter 5. He said, walk in love, second verse, chapter 5 verse 2, walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Listen to what it says in verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness. Listen to what it says here. Let it not be once named among you. Let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. You see why I guard this church so heavily? You know why this church ain't full? There's two reasons. That's a very good answer. The way is straight and narrow. That's, the reason. That's one of the reasons it's not full. But the two reasons I'm talking about is because... This word is strong and most people don't want it. But even the ones that do are going to have to get with this word or they can't stay. Period. I have put people out of this church that want to bring their own agenda. They want to bring their own doctrine. They want to bring their own, uh, 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 their own take on it. They want to bring their own theory. Have you ever heard any theories concerning the kingdom of God? There's a bunch of them out there. I'm not talking about from me. I'm talking about have you ever heard somebody come with a theory? Have you ever heard the words, quote, unquote, I don't believe you have to do all that. (laughs) One of the most famous quotes in the world. You ought to be able to look under... The word Pentecostal in the dictionary and in parentheses beside it, it should say, I don't believe you have to do all that. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people, that's the first thing they're going to say, I don't believe you have to do all that. There ain't none of us perfect, and that's a fact. You never will be. But a person must start growing and continue to grow in God and pushing and pressing toward the mark. Amen? How many of you believe that? Praise God. Okay, so he says here, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. In other words, that's what becomes the saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, and we ought to know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, now understand that idolatry is covetousness. A covetous man who is an idolater, what is an idolater? Brother Jay, what's an idolater? That's right. Whatever you make above God, that's an idol. God sees it as an idol. And God sees that as covetousness. People that are playing golf today, and there's a bunch of them, 
Just go over to the woodlands and you can see tens of thousands of people at the Shell Open over there today playing golf. You can go down to you can go down to the uh, uh, what's it uh, uh, the Fantastic Four, the Crazy Four. I don't know what it is. Some kind of yeah, some kind of basketball, some kind of stuff going on down there. And outside there, they got a bunch of rap concerts. It's free and all kind of stuff, man. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people out there right now. You know what? They're idol worshipers. They're a bunch of covetous idolaters. That's what they are. They, they love what they're doing. And that's, to them, that to God, that's an idol. That they, they worship in their idols. What's he got a show called, American Idol or something like that? Boy, I'll tell you what, they named it right, didn't they? Because I'm going to tell you, these these rich people and these Hollywood people and these singers and all them and these rappers and all those kinds of stuff, buddy, they're idols. I mean, the world flocks after a man like it's their last, like it's their last uh, resort. Nor jesting which are not convenient, okay? He said, For this know ye that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. They have no inheritance. How in the world could somebody think that they're all going to heaven? They have no inheritance there. Bible says, verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words. Do these sound like vain words I'm talking up here? Just sound like a bunch of vanity. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Listen carefully tonight or this morning. Listen carefully. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Do you think that's a suggestion? What is that? That's a commandment. Because the Bible's not a suggestion book. The Bible's a book of commandments. Okay, so... Listen to what it says, verse 10. Well, let's look at 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is, is in all godliness and righteousness and truth. That's where the fruit of the Spirit is. It's in goodness and it's in righteousness, which is what? Whatsoever the Lord declares is right, and that's found where? In the Word of God. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. What's the proof? What's the proof? It's his favor. It's his, it's his anointing. It's the Spirit of God on you. That's the proof. People need to see what you have is different than what they got. Have you ever seen somebody, you're trying to do something one way, and you've seen somebody else doing it another way, and what they were doing seemed to work a whole lot better than what you were doing? Huh? So what did you do? You just said, well, you know what, that's them, though. I mean, that's them. That's, you know, so, uh, that's them. I want it my way. Yeah, but you know what? If you're smart, what are you going to do? 
if you're smart, you're going to go over them and say, you know what, man, I, I couldn't help but notice. Or you take a bite of something. And he's like, what's the matter? I just found out I didn't know how to cook. What are you saying? What the heck are you saying? I'm just saying I just found out I can't cook. Because I've been cooking this same thing for 20 years. Mine tastes like a south end of a dog. And theirs tastes like the picture looks. And you can actually eat this without throwing it up. Yeah. You know what? You know what you do? You go over there and you say, or you eat something that's so good your tongue's just slapping your face, slapping your hair back. <laughs> you, you, remind you, you remind yourself of three or four hungry dogs trying to eat, <laughs> trying to eat, eat the food for the other and get <laughs> just Slow down, man. There's, listen, there's more. She's going to hurt somebody, man. <laughs> yeah, you're going to, man, listen, you're going to take one of them kids' fingers off. Put, get back in the bowl right there, man. <laughs> and Yeah, you realize that, look, man, this is so good. So what do you do? You go up to me and you say, man, oh, man, listen, i got to have that recipe. You see? And so that's that's the way this is. You know what? You'd have never known it if you hadn't tasted it. You'd have never known if you hadn't seen it. But now it's too late. Now it's too late. Amen. And if you got any sense, you're going to take that recipe you used to have and start a fire to cook this new recipe. Amen. And you're going to say, hey, man, let me tell you, then, then you ain't never going to preach about how good yours was. You're just hoping to forget about that, and you're hoping that everybody in your life will forget about it too, and they'll forgive you for feeding them that dog food when you give them the new stuff and say, listen, oh, yeah. Here, you know that last thing I gave you? Forgive me for that. Here, try this. And they eat it, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm dying right now, Lord. I'm coming to meet you. It's so good. And that's exactly what this is. Amen. Once you get a hold of this, praise God, it's our job to take this. And, man, and that's how we ought to see this. That's how we ought to be about this. We ought to be excited. Why? Why do I shout? Why do I... Man, why do I get so excited about this word? Do you hear what I'm preaching? How can I not be excited about it? I used to be out, I used to be out there. I used to be living like that. I used to be believing that mess out there. That's why I'm excited. Hey, man, man, listen, this is good stuff. This word is good stuff. Praise God. And when you taste this, man, you got it. Make you move. It'll make you get a hold of something. He said, "Now listen, what it says. Proving what is that acceptable." Unto the Lord. Now here, listen very, very carefully. Everybody listening carefully. And have... Is everybody on the same scripture with me? Y'all on this scripture with me right now? And have limited fellowship with the unfruitful works... Of, what was that? Uh-oh, wait a minute. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, which is what? Charles Manson? 
Is that just Charles Manson? Is that just John Wayne Casey? Is that just, is that just, uh, 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 Jeffrey Dahmer? I mean, is that just these wicked maniac murderers and killers and rapists and all these things? Who is it? Who's it talking about? Oh, oh man. Lord, help me keep my feet on the floor tonight, this morning, Lord. Praise God. You're rocking my world, brother. Now, that's the kind of stuff excites me right there when you come in with the Word of God. And that's the Bible. Praise God. So everyone that's not a believer, which would, uh, which would mean what? What is a non-believer? Does that mean just somebody that doesn't believe there's a Jesus? Did you know that there's churches today filled with millions, not thousands, millions of non-believers? Millions of non-believers in places that they call churches today. You have been in churches today, and not today, but you've been in this modern-day churches today that are filled with non-believers. Do you know that? Did you know, sister filled with the Holy Ghost? That's awesome. Praise God. Did you know that you could go back to some of those places this morning? You better not, because I'll be pulling in right behind you. Amen. With a wrecker, towing your car right back over here. Yes, I am a stalker now. <laughs> Pastor, I mean, stalker Hoffman. <laughs> I know that, sis, but I'm still going to pick on you anyway, because that's just my style. That's how I roll. Amen. But listen, but you know what? You could go back into those places this morning and tell them of the great, awesome experience. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. Praise God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You could go tell them, man, how good it was. Praise God. And, woo, it was so good. Praise God, I got the Holy Ghost. I began to speak in other tongues. And, and man, it was such an awesome. Man, I felt the, ooh, I just felt this fire burning. I just felt this relief. All of them stuff. And you know what they'd be sitting there going? You know why? You know what they'd be doing all that? You know why? Because they're a non-believer. They don't believe in that. And they would look at you and think, she's joined a cult. She's gone over to Cuckoo's Nest. But you know what? You know what? You know what you could, you know what? You could ask them. Are you saved? Yes, I am. I'm saved. But they're not. They're not. They're non-believers. But we're so worried about being politically correct about everything. Everything we do. We're worried. You know why people are flocking to Donald Trump? Because they're sick of this politically correct mess. This, this politically correct mess. Everybody's worried about hurting somebody's feelings. Everybody's worried about this one or that one. Worried about offending illegal immigrants. They're criminals. They're criminals. I can't commit a crime and, 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 and not go to jail for it. 
But they're allowing them to come over here and they'll crucify me if I say something about it. Won't put me in the in the light in the spotlight. Homosexuals. Well, dear God, what are you talking about? Oh, they've got a right. No, they ain't got no right. They don't have no right. Well, somebody said it's against nature. Jesus said it's against nature. The Lord God said that they were given up to uh, to uncleanness to do those things which are against nature. The Bible says that they're to do those things that are unseemly. The Bible says that leaving the natural use of the woman, natural, natural. Gosh, that sounds kind of familiar, like a word or something. What? Oh, gosh, it sounds almost like nature, natural use of a woman burned in their lust one to another. Men working, men with men working that which is unseemly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They're unbelievers. They're non-believers. And you know what the Bible says? And these people in these churches out there that are non-believers? My pastor told me not to even get fellowship with them. I wonder where that nut got that. He may have learned it over here in the Bible where it says, and have no fellowship, in verse 11, with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Bill, let go of John's hand. Yes. Okay. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's a shame to even speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And that's a twofold meaning right there. It's a shame for us to even speak of it in secret, the things that they do in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whosoever doth make manifest is light. How do you make manifest? How do you bring, how do you bring manifestation to the light? How do you, I mean, how, manifestation to the darkness? Hmm? How do you reveal it? Which is the which is the, come on, what's the message on? Which is the, okay, light. Okay, so you know what? How do I, how do I expose the darkness? Put the light on, I put the light on it. I put the light on it. Which is the Word of God. And that brings, that brings the manifestation Listen, you can't come with theory. I can't come and say, you know, I just don't believe homosexuality is right. And I just don't believe it's acceptable with God. Well, because I just don't accept it, and because I don't accept it, God won't. 
Oh no. No, you can't. You can't. You can't uh, 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 bring. You can't bring theory to that fight, or to any fight for that matter. You can't bring theory to it. What do you got to do? You bring what Jesus said, because it ain't got nothing to do with what you say. Who the heck are we? We bring what Jesus said. Let your light, and He is the light of the world, and all we're doing is taking what He said and shining. We're carrying that same light. You can't take your own version of the light. You've got to shine His version of the light. Amen. He ain't interested in your new fancy-fangled, your new fancy-fangled flashlight. You get the same light he was shining, shine that same light. And you tell him, hey, that ain't right. The Bible says, here's what the Bible says about it right here, and that exposes what is right and wrong. That will make manifest righteousness and unrighteousness. When you put the word out there, it separates the righteousness from the unrighteousness. How does it do that? How does it do that? It tells you what is right and what is unright, what is unright, what is not right. Okay, so the word of God is forever settled, and it it declares whether something is right or or not right. You follow me? So it it reveals whether it's right or, or unright. How does it do that? Because it declares what's right and unright. If the Bible says it's not right then it's not right. If the Bible says it's right, then it is right. If it falls under righteousness, then it's righteousness. If it falls in unrighteousness, or if it does not fall in righteousness, then it is unrighteous. You understand? Everybody understand that? Okay, so manifestation, all right, uh, manifestation is what? Revealing. Okay, so, let me give you an example. Speaking in tongues is the Holy Ghost made manifest. You understand? You understand what that means? It is evidence of the Holy Ghost. So is raising somebody from the dead. That's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. If I raise somebody from the dead, that's the manifestation of the Holy Ghost in me. It's a, it's a revealing, it is a, it's a manifestation that I have the Holy Ghost. You see what I mean? Because that's also one of the workings of the Holy Ghost. There are many fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Many manifestations of the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says, one uh, prophesied, one speaketh in tongues by the self-same Spirit. One gives a message in tongues, one interprets by the self-same Spirit. See? Those are all manifestations of the Spirit. You see what I mean? So... If I, if I lay hands on somebody and heal them, it's the same Holy Ghost, amen, that's causing you to speak in tongues when you speak in tongues. That's the evidence that you have the Holy Ghost, amen. Now, there's a, there's a message I preach in there called, uh, uh, called uh, uh, what are you following, what's following you? The Bible also says in Mark 16, 15, it goes down to verse 20, it says, it goes down in verse 20, uh, Mark 16, 20, says, and they went everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. The signs following are the manifestation of what sort it is. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, if you go out here and you see a great big oak tree, you know what that is? That's the revelation of the acorn. That's the revealed acorn. 
See what I mean? Started out as an acorn, but the manifestation of that acorn is the oak tree. The, the, the acorn is just the seed. But when that seed's planted, it brings forth the big oak tree. That's the revealed acorn. That's the acorn revealed. That's what the acorn really was. All you were seeing was a small part. There's the revelation of the acorn right there. That's what was really in that little shell. See what I mean? You just think you're a little glow worm. You ain't seen nothing yet. You wait to, you wait to see what God takes your little self and turns you into. Praise God. You're going to be a Holy Ghost filled mighty oak. Amen. Praise God. You're going to see the manifestation. That's what manifestation is. Amen. So, see why you can't just preach a three minute message? It's too much to learn, too much to know. It's too much in here. And you know what? This Bible says all that. It's not just me bringing all that. This is what the Word's really saying. But nobody takes time enough to really look at it. What's it really saying? Well, this is what the Spirit says under the churches right here. So you, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how in the world that they take a message, write it out, and preach 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes on it. Are you kidding me? I ain't, man, it's just not possible. Just not humanly possible. How can you do it? I don't know. I know some of y'all wish I'd find out. But uh, I said, dear God, yeah, Lord, show him, Jesus. Lord, you said you'd give me the desires of my heart. Dear God, this is one of them, Lord. <laughs> Lord, get us out for the heart, God. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> you know I'm needing to gnaw on a biscuit right now. <laughs> I look at what, hey, if people saying, you know, this is why, listen, we ain't even got a, we ain't even got a mount. And we're getting a sermon on a mount. We don't even have a mount. <laughs> he said we'd mount up with angles, uh, uh, with wings as eagles, and I'm ready to fly. Amen. Now, so, but all these things are reproved, that are reproved, are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is the light. So you and the Word of God speaking to people about these things, when you reprove them, you better not come with no theory. You better come with Bible. Because whatsoever makes manifest their wrong needs to be the light. And that is the, oh, that's so good, Word of God. That's right. But when I tell you to, be the light. What am I saying? Are you asking me or are you telling me? And you're telling me what? To be the word means to... To be the light means to... To be the word. That's right. You can't go wrong being the word, brother. You can't go wrong being the light because you know what? The Word of God is always right. Amen. And can't no devil in hell argue with that. Now, they can argue with your theory, but they can't argue with the Bible and still claim Christianity. See, they can argue with the Bible, but they're going to have to let go of that I'm a Christian thing. I said, well, if you don't believe the Bible, then there ain't a Christian fiber in your being, man. Don't come to me telling me how Christian you are. If you're a Christian, you believe that Word. Yeah. So don't come tell me when I tell you the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. My Bible don't say that. You ain't got a Bible, son. What you got ain't the Bible. 
What you got is your idea of what you want it to be. Some other man's idea, and he sold that to you. You sold out to that mess. Don't tell me about the Bible you got. If you ain't got what I'm preaching out of, honey, you ain't got a Bible. What you got to sell out. Somebody sold out the Word of God, and you know what? They're making a fortune on it, selling it to people like you, who instead of getting strong and getting with this Word, are just turning weak like a noodle and falling away from the Word, and just you're the ones that's blown about with every wind of doctrine. Don't it feel good to know where you stand on things? You know what this walk is right here? This walk right here is the light. And this walk right here, which the light, which is the, and this walk right here helps each of us to turn that light up brighter and brighter. How does it do that? How can you become the light? How do you become the light? You know what I'm doing? I'm lighting you up. I'm lighting you up. That's what I'm doing. How am I doing that, Sister Hoy? How am I lighting you up? Oh, that's it, sister. That's exactly it. Praise God. That's exactly it. How do you become the light? You become that word. He said in that day. Woo, I'm a mama. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. I could just dance all over this place. Praise God. Boy, when he starts exciting God, he just gets all over me. I just love that. I know when I'm turning him on, man, because he just, just gets all over me, boy. I love that when I feel just like I feel it right now. Praise God. He gets excited, amen, when his people love his word. Amen. There's so many millions out there today don't want nothing to do with this kind of stuff. But when there's people, whether it be a small remnant or not, to, amen, that man that love what he, what you're hearing. This is Jesus stuff right here. And when his people love to hear him, oh, that's the reason you get this. That's the reason you do get the understanding. That's the reason you do hear what you hear. Instead of just hearing a bunch of, you know, there's a lot of people, that's all they hear. Oh, dear God, all he does is shout, and I can't even understand what he's saying. Well, you understand that rap garbage and the rock and roll music. You can't understand two or three words. You understood every word. That you sitting there nodding your head like a junkie riding up down the highway, man. You know every daggum word of that filth cop-killing woman-hating filthy whoremonging garbage you're listening to, and you can't understand what I'm saying? Can't even, can't even hear the Holy Ghost in the, in the truck. Can't even hear the Bible. Preaching some nut roll up 14 cars back. My glasses are going like this. I'm doing like this, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like this, man, like I'm possessed. You look back there, you can always tell which one it is because the windows are going like this or they're down and everybody beside it's going like this. You know, I'm not talking about that like this stuff, you know. I'm talking about the boom, the boom, the boom, you know. But they can't hear what I'm saying. You know what you can hear? You know why that is? Because you have an ear to hear. You know what that means? He that hath an ear. The Bible says, bring forth the blind that have eyes. Do you know who that is? That's you. Bring forth the blind that have eyes. Amen. You may be blind. You may have been blind. But you got eyes to see. You got the right eyes to see. And that's why God is filling your eyesight. And you know what? It gets clearer 
all the time. It's like walking in a fog, man, and all of a sudden the fog begins to lift. That's exactly what our lives are. Our lives used to be in a thick fog, man. We used to be walking around in the clouds. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. You ever driven in a thick fog and you do two, three mile an hour because you couldn't see your hand in front of you. You couldn't even see your hood ornament on a truck or your car. But you know what, man? Praise the Lamb of God. It's so good when that fog starts lifting. It don't just go away usually at one time like that. But you know what? Man, you begin to see clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. And the more clarity you got, the faster you can go. Praise God. You begin to move fast and move fast. And you know what? When you get to a place where there's something you're dealing with, man, that throws a cloud back up in your face, you have lack of understanding in that area. What do you do when you come back into the fog? No, no, no. I'm talking about lifetime in life. What do you do when you get out of the fog and you, man, your speed picks up, all of a sudden you come back to another cloud? What happens? You slow down. Amen. You slow down and you know what? You, 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 man, the Lord opens your understanding to those things. If there's things that are still cloudy in your life, you're not moving forward in those areas, pray about it. Lift the fog, God. Lift that fog. Help me see, Jesus. Man, I've had things that I've prayed for years. I'm going to tell you one of them things I had a real cloud about was post-trib rapture. Man, for years I had a, I had a serious block there. I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. I said, it just don't make sense, God. It don't make sense. I believed in pre-trib. Then I believed in mid-trib. And I was like, it still don't work. Something wrong here, God. I mean, this is good enough. It's okay. And that's one. Oh, praise God. You're going to come save us out and all that. But it just don't work. There's still some things that's not working. Man, the force pieces in the puzzle that don't work. They don't make the right picture. Oh, they make the right picture, maybe. And it don't, it, it seems like it's making the right the picture I want it to be. I'm stuffing all the right colors in there to make the pictures I want, but the pieces ain't fitting. And you know what? I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I was really praying. Boom! God did it. He revealed it to me. I said, give me this. Give me this, God. Not that I'm going to wait to the last minute to get ready, but give me this. I need it. I need to be able to preach this and i got to have it, God. He said, okay. Ask and you shall... Receive, seek, and shall find, knock, shall be open. And, buddy, I did. I asked and asked and asked and asked. I sought and sought and sought and sought. And I knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. And Jesus gave it to me. And I got it now. And I'm right. I'm right. I got it. So if there's things in your life that you have a, you still don't have the understanding on, or you have, maybe you ain't got victory over whatever the situation is, you can't pray about it. God, lift the fog in this area for me, God. Help me, Lord. Reveal this to me, God. How, Lord, how to do something or how to overcome or whatever. Wow, man, time flies. <sighs> the Bible says, have no fellowship. With the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. Christ shall give thee light. Psalm 
Stand with me this morning. Yes, ma'am. Malice. Malice is... Uh, well, malice is like... Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's like uh, anger. Let me let me show you here. Let's take a look at it. What scripture? Right, with all malice. Mm-hmm. Okay, four thirty-one. Badness, an example, example, depravity, or malignity, trouble, evil, naughtiness, wickedness. See what I mean? In essence, it's just badness, you know. It's naughtiness or wickedness. 